Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Oluwani Femi. And I'm um, Bolu. Really? What's with the voice? Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? You're looking for a room model. You know what? Go shoes, Batman. Please, I don't understand. Yes. What's wrong with Batman? Batman is here, please. Ah. Batman has money. Because, you know, money is his, his own superpower. is the only superpower he can have in real life. You know, Jack. I'm telling you. It's money. It's possible. We know. We've seen it happen. Okay. So, but that's, that's, that's by the way, right? Um, please, if you do that, I'll be forced to do deep voice too. So, there's, there's me for me to want to do deep voice. You don't want to try me. But I try my deep voice. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, guys, the the Apple event held on Wednesday, and there were lots of interesting things that we're going to get get into, right? Right, Bulu. Yeah. Then, yeah. of course, the FinTech Summit 2022 is something that promises to be game changing, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit. Then, YC and Google—they are all up in Africa and just doing some interesting stuff. Then we're going to touch that. But you need to watch the end as we discuss two startups that want to disrupt e-commerce for good. I mean. Disrupt, game changing, a strategy that failed for Amazon and DHL and Google. They want to use that strategy to disrupt e-commerce deliveries. And uh, yeah, before we go into that, let's talk about our sponsor, Whistle. Whistle is a is a platform, a civic technology platform that helps you snitch and get paid for it. That is what is going to happen here. So let me just explain. You know how Lagos roads can be really, really tedious. There's traffic. There are drivers trying to beat traffic and in the process break several laws. Well, Whistle is paying you to actually snitch on these drivers when they happen. So when you see those kind of drivers, you just take a photo, upload it on Whistle app, and voila, when it's approved, you get paid. Then, of course, when there's congestion, when there's an accident, you can report to the relevant authorities and help comes in real time. And uh, the only caveat here is please don't report people who park in their houses or in front of their offices, please use it wisely. But every other thing, just pay, just snap, upload and snitch. You are free, right? Just go to Google Play Store, download the app and create an account. And I'm sure you're going to just that's not how it goes. Give us feedback. Yeah. So today we're talking about Apple. Apple. Yes. Don't you just love them? No. It's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Apple introduced a lot of things and I which I felt like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. a lot of the things they released. Mm. The Dynamic Island is quite interesting. The animation it's is very but interesting. we in the Android space, we have been done with notches since forever. Mm. But this new lineup of phones the base iPhone and the iPhone 14 Plus, they still have the notch, the ugly notch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the pro versions, which will actually lead to something that we're going to talk about in, uh, in just a bit, but the pro versions have a little cutout that has the camera. Digital. Digital, yeah. What they always had. When a notification comes and it expands, so that's, that is dynamic, right? It ravages the AMOLED technology really, really well. True. And of course, uh, see the look on my face. Samsung is the one that designed that AMOLED technology. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just put that out there. Let's of course. <laughs> I know. That was my attraction to Samsung that year. Yeah. This, that's, see, it's not now very visible in their yeah, um, phones. There are a lot more subtle with it. And I, I think I like it. The, 
Then Samsung was banting a lot yesterday night. Uh, yeah. Very, very funny. They, Apple introduced a 48 megapixel sensor for the first time. And I think it's commendable because it is. they've stuck with 12 for a very, really long time. And, and they've, they've been, been competing with Samsung. Yes. With 108 megapixels. They've been competing well, actually. Competing really well. They beat them in some, in some points. Of course, you can't beat Samsung on some points like Zoom. Don't forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> but... 48 megapixel. I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. And uh, what what's, what was the other thing they released that was new and interesting? Again? Oh yes, um, connection with to satellites. Connection with satellites. Yeah. Yes, that's actually really important and very useful. They encourage detection. Yes. Yes. So if you are stranded, there's no access to network. You can communicate via SOS. Mm. So normally satellite signals, you would need an antenna. You need a whole big box to be able very to communicate. Very big phone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, with Starlink, you need a whole dish to do that, right? But with the iPhone now, of course, it's free for two years. But after two years, you have to pay for it. And Which is weird. You, two years might seem like a long time, but for iPhones, it's not really that long. Hmm. <laughs> then, of course, the crash detection. If you're involved in an accident, the phone is able to detect it and contact relevant authorities or someone that could help. So I think that's an important one. And... But every the whole thing, the whole arrangement of the iPhone lineup screams. It looks a lot like what Apple does. They've done it in the past mm-hmm. with all their devices, both the Macs and the iPads. Something MKBHD pointed out in one of his reviews: the myth of fair value, where there's they did a study, so book they did a study and they brought two items together. One is cheaper, the other one is a little bit more expensive. People naturally gravitated to the one, the more expensive one because they thought it it's better, better quality, better value, right? Mm-hmm. Then they introduced a third cheaper option. People now went for the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Then they introduced a third more expensive option, removed the cheapest one. They brought a more expensive option, and people still went for the one in the middle. That's where they think the sweet spot is. And looking at this lineup, I could see Apple actually nudging people towards two phones. In the iPhone 14 lineup, iPhone 14 Plus looks like a better option. Yeah. Because you are likely going to get the best battery with best the iPhone battery, 14 Plus and a bigger screen. Big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will be likely going to. So <laughs> then, guess what? In the previous edition, there was the iPhone 13 mini, then the main iPhone 13. That iPhone 13 mini did not sell very well. At all. People were going for the iPhone 13 because mm-hmm. it was in that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Now, people are now going to gravitate towards the one <laughs> in the middle, like iPhone. 13, uh, 14, 14 plus. Then in the pro version, it just feels like, well, if you want to get pro, just get the pro max because what's the point? Just spend the extra hundred or two hundred dollars to get the pro max. And yeah, let's let's see how it goes. I'm happy for them. I am. I'm happy for them actually. I'm quite. I've Why are you not, happy for them exactly? Well, uh, I'm happy for them because I'm impressed. Me, I'm not impressed. I'm just happy that they are releasing. Um, uh, well, competition is. I like the whole battle. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed that um they've been able to um you know bring on like you know like you said Android phones. We don't even have notches again. We just have a camera or punch. And so then you just have now you are belittling. No, I'm not belittling. We just have a camera or punch. It's not it's easy way. Yes. I guess. It's yes, we don't do notches again. Facts. Like just like this. I'm an Android user, a proud Android user, but sure I'm just saying I'm user? proud. Are you proud <laughs> oh of being God. an Android user? We'll come back to this video. Yeah, yeah but it's really yeah. it's really impressive what they've been able to do with the dynamic island. You know the animations that go from your music to your calls. Yeah, it's, that's it's, really it's enables. That's really nice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's really nice and. 
uh, if if it's just that, I'll say I'm impressed. I'm impressed with just that. With yeah. If that was the only update they made. Yes, I'm I'm impressed with that. It doesn't mean I'll go and buy an iPhone, even if I... If, even if, if I have the money. Me, <laughs> if you ask me, what do I feel? What do you feel about I it? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, one important detail that I didn't talk about was the fact that iPhones in the US will not have a SIM card tray. No. It will just be an eSIM. And of course, it doesn't concern you if you're in Nigeria. It doesn't even concern you if you're in Africa, <laughs> to be fair. But... MTN tried uh, bringing in eSIM sometime in 2021, yeah. I believe. And so far, we don't know the level it's gotten to. Mm. We know some SIMs, I SIMs, uh, some phones, some mobile phones now of higher grade uh, have eSIM compatibilities, okay. but we don't know how effective they are mm. in Nigeria what or in Africa not yet. Apple will be releasing phones without any components. Eventually, because to now, because yeah, we talked about this in the coming group yesterday, so. <laughs> right? You just say because now we don't have air, air accessories, you don't have you don't have a charger, charger, charger. You don't have charger. the packs are slim, like this. You just come in with the phone and just deal with it now. It's not, it's not, it's no longer coming with sim trace. No, get to stage, you start buying cameras separately. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, and the screen too. Just go buy, buy Samsung. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they just say the chip for you. They might even be right. They just say A sixteen by only chip. No, that time A twenty five. Oh God. Then you just, just just get the screen from Samsung. We know that you guys have screens already. Just use the screen from your previous phone. Anyway, that's by the way. And of course, e sims might be an an interesting thing in US in terms of phones, calls, and data and all of that. But we have our own issues here in Nigeria. Of course. Uh, please talk, tell us about the issues we have. Okay. Um, some weeks ago, I was there on this seat, ranting mm. and vexing. And I don't know. It was, it, I was I was hungry or I was reacting. No, I was not angry. I don't have anger. I'm not always angry. Yeah, I was okay. reacting. I, I was reacting you. to uh, in, um, to um, news that Nigerian federal government w- were planning to introduce a 5% SIS duty on um, calls, SMSs, and data for Nigerians. And I remember going into details and talking about how it, how the implications, how it will affect you as an average Nigerian. If you can check here, or this description box, we put the link to that episode. But the news is that on Monday, the um, a new development came to that and the federal government has said okay we are suspending the plan and we are constituting a committee that will sit on this and try to review the plan if you remember also we mentioned that the minister of communication and uh, of communications and digital economy isapantami was against the move at that time mm-hmm. other relevant stakeholders outin atcon natcoms all these people are in charge of telecommunication um, services they mm-hmm. were also against it and also other stakeholders even we users were against it then of course so now this committee had to sit and reconsider the plans. Are they going to delay implementation? Are they going to review the laws? Mm. Because as I've come to know, this took root. This exercise duty is taking root from the Finance Act. So I don't know what the plan would be. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. hoping that the 
and end game would not be delaying implementation for it to come back later when the when when there are no even hopes that the economy will get better mm. okay so i think it's an important conversation to have i mean we've seen the finance minister and the minister of digital economy uh, communication and digital economy obviously they've not been seen eye to eye on this right mm-hmm. because on the one hand the minister is concerned about the effect this will have on telcos and the finance minister is saying this is actually already in the law allow us implement this mm. there's no need to drag this ball when you think about how weird an excise duty is it's something that is supposed to be charged at the point of production mm. not when it is consumed at okay. the point of consumption we already have vat 7.5 percent vat we're already paying that right mm-hmm. so adding excise duty to it this does doesn't really make sense for me but i think they might find a middle ground that they might agree on or whatever whatever but at the end of the day if anybody's paying anything it will be the consumers that will pay for it mm. at the end of the day so yeah it's an interesting conversation that i think we should follow up and actually note what is going to happen but it's against the backdrop of a lot of economic hardship currently mm-hmm. In Nigeria, right? Because every every Naira, you are saving for something mm-hmm. before you you don't saving for it. The price has gone right. yeah. than yeah. what yeah. you. It's like you're fighting losing battle. You can't save for items. That's why buy now pay later, for instance, is starting to look very very more attractive than mm-hmm. it should be. But yes, you don't have a choice. <laughs> so, and, and and I think this this leads us to another important conversation, right? The uh, building wealth and all of that before retirement. Efina says forty-five percent of Nigerians actually have to rely on their children for sustenance in old age, mm. and that is there's no guarantee. A lot of things could happen. Your children, they are actually busy trying to hustle and struggle in mm-hmm. the same economy with you, and having to rely on them in your old in your old age. It's not really what anyone wants, right? Mm-hmm. So you either have to get a nine to five job and increase your age <laughs> or just find a way to just make ends meet even at that old age when you should be resting and relaxing after all the work you've done in the previous years. And guess what? While the likes of Google and Facebook were doing their IPOs in the 2000s, so yeah, were you able to get the stock then? I don't think you could. Many Nigerians were not part of that huge dot-com boom mm-hmm. in the 2000s when the likes of Facebook and Google went public. But today, with the help of fintech products, you're able to do a lot of that and build wealth for the future. You, are, you could do a lot of these things. Many people do not even understand the Nigerian stock market. I'm even going too far. <laughs> Talk less of the New York. Not, 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 not talk of the Nasdaq, the New York Stock Exchange, right? Mm-hmm. And fintech products are are coming in their in, in mass, right? So at the FinTech Summit 2022, we're actually going to be ex- uh, be hosting several FinTech startups that are helping people build wealth and grow their wealth before. So, so, oh God, this is this is actually very, very yeah. emotional. I'm, I'm, I, I feel you, I understand. <laughs> I understand how it feels, you know, growing wealth, you know, for old age, you know, things like I that. I don't like to think about it, honestly. <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Okay, so yes. yes, that is why. Before I'm not going to join in the emotional, whatever it is they are doing. The fintech summit is holding on the 26th of September, 20. 
sorry, 26th of November. Wow, I wish it was close already. 26th of yeah. November, 2022. And we're going to be bringing together innovators and startups that are building solutions that will help you to build uh, um, wealth towards the time you retire, right? So that you don't get emotionalized like these guys are getting. Yeah. Just, yeah. just come to the event. You'll be able to pick the minds of these people, use their product, learn how to to create wealth and to maintain it for a long time. So go to, we will drop the link in the description. Go to www. <laughs> No, this is not You don't need to say www. Go to fintech.techpoint.africa and register. Fintech.techpoint.africa. The early bird ticket is on right now. Just go and register and look forward to it. Yeah, and mind you, this is just one of the things, one of of the attractions. Of course, of course. You will likely find this in really, really key spots in the event, right? So, just need to discover it. So, that's, that's, that's. I just needed to point that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just one of the things. Don't worry. Every week we'll be giving you buzz buzz. Don't worry. Just, just stay tuned to this. And uh, yeah, fintech startups exploding in the scene. And guess what? YC, Y Combinator. That's YC, obviously. Then Google. They're, they're up to some interesting things right now, right? Okay. So on Tuesday. Just keep Google. <laughs> on Tuesday, right? Innovators and press people and stakeholders, right? They gathered somewhere in the Federal Capital Territory of Nigeria in Abuja to celebrate, is it celebrate or just commemorate the Google for Startup Black Founders Fund Program. For this year, that's begun since 2012, but for this year, we have 60 African startups receiving up to $4 million. So the $4 million shared between yes, 60 yes, startups. We got between $50,000 to, to $200,000. Yes. $100,000 actually. Okay, uh, $200,000 and $200,000 in Google, Google Cloud, Cloud Credit. Right, so this is supposed to help them to scale up and also develop their current work. Among this, of the trend of the 60 African um, startups that got the fund, 23 um, are from Nigeria, 12 from Kenya, 6 from Uganda, 5 from South Africa, I mean, six from Rwanda. Sorry about that. Five from South Africa, four from Uganda, and three from Cameroon. Mm. And uh, the others are shared between Ethiopia, Botswana, Senegal, and no, Ghana. No, don't, don't give them too much details. Let them go and find it out. Okay, so we'll drop a link in the description about all these startups and what this fund is going to help them mm. achieve. Yeah, and if you're a woman entrepreneur out there, that's a weird i know precious was going to look for me with this but i have to say woman entrepreneur i'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're a woman entrepreneur out there you need to actually read the article and see if this there's an interesting trend 50 percent of the startups were actually women-led businesses cool in fintech in hospitality in education yeah in across all industries so there's a nice balance mm-hmm. and i'm really impressed with that so i think we should point that out too, too. so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yc okay so since we are sharing funds this week like <laughs> innovators are getting recognized and getting money for whatever it is they are building so this week um, the Y Combinator demo they held for um, summer 2022. Mm. 
for summer 2022 cohort. And in this cohort, 22 for 240 startups were um, admitted out of 19,000 applications that wow. were received. That's like 1.2% acceptance rate. Wow. And um, they, they did 227 out of those 240 startups or founders made it to the demo. And they demoed on Wednesday and and Thursday. But um, for looking at the numbers for the same period of time last year, that was summer 2021, 390 startup, 90, sta- startups made it there and eight were from Africa. But for this, seven were from Africa. Uh, meanwhile, in early this year, in winter 2022, court. 402 startups made it mm. from and 23 came from Africa. Africa. So we suspect we suspect that this is due to uh, YC cutting down the number of co- the, co- the cohort size, mm. right? Due to the ongoing economic realities. And well, for of the 10 African startups that made it. Of, I mean, to the to the list, not the people that made it to demo day of the ten startups of the ten African startups that made it. The five are from Africa or, or from Nigeria, like the Romania from um, f- the, the Romania from other African countries. And but for this year, many startups, many innovators that made it to the list are um, into fintech. Many of them. Many of because them. Because that's where the money is. Yes, so it's, so we, I think from previous conversation, it seemed like it's an African thing, but it's like a global thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. solutions are still coming for financial mm-hmm. services, mm-hmm. but then we notice something. Um, we notice a lot of things, right? Mm, so, what did you notice? <laughs> so, we noticed that seventy-one percent of the startups have applied before. Mm. Of, of sort of that that got into it have applied before. We also noticed that no no I mean half of the course have applied before, okay. right? Sorry, but seventy five percent of them they've they are pre revenue people mm. that got yes they've not started making revenue. That's still probably in the very very early, early stage. stage. But the very very I don't know how to feel about this is the, the one, one thing that we notice is that only one edtech startup in, in africa no in the, the whole of the 240 wow. founders only only one of their solutions is focused on education so and the, the, the last time it got as worse as this was 2015 Mm. That they had only more, only one edtech tech solution. So it's it's surprising, given how it's not actually. So at, at the Google events on uh-huh. Tuesday, right, Boson mm-hmm. um, Tijani of CC Hub mentioned something. But to rephrase or summarize what he said, mm-hmm. education is kind of in a weird place right now because a lot of the things happening in the education space, you can actually get them for free. You could actually learn all you need to learn on YouTube. The creator economy. Exactly. So Hmm. said the honors on for education right now is not even on the part of a company, but on the part of individuals who should be able to discipline themselves enough to look for for those resources Hmm. to learn. So if you want to upskill, 
if you want to learn how to take your storytelling your storytelling skills from point A to point Z, mm-hmm. you can get that information for free on YouTube, YouTube, uh, or any other platform, mm-hmm. not just YouTube, right? There's Udemy, there's Coursera. Mm-hmm. They are really, really affordable. Mm-hmm. So the whole EdTech thing, you see that you are looking for grants to actually cause impact, mm. or but for the business model, I think uh, Chingo Jim has been. Uh, working on one story since forever <laughs> about edtech business model and for me i just feel like edtech companies or tech education companies have it all to do and if you're already doing it i feel like they're either lucky or they're just they're doing something really really right so i feel like it's very very hard for edtech companies to really really be attractive to investors at this stage i mean there are lots of them already that are doing awesome stuff. Yeah. But if you see the way they are packaging themselves, they are not just packaging themselves as a Etic. as an tech company. Look at mm. say an old school or a decagon. It's all about talent, mm-hmm. not just education. Not education. Mm. So there's something there's something there. And if you look at Ulessi, might be an exception, but Ulessi has a founder that has a mad track record with mm. startups. Mm-hmm. So there's also that. So whether you are doing the old school route or the uh, you lesson roots. Everything is there's Utiva there, there's Gridly. There are a lot of solutions out there already. Well, th- this is be a good time to to mention that if you're building any tech any tech solution, we would like to hear from you. We'd like to know the pain points that you're going through, how the market is treating you, how you're trying to um to to go through these waters. Mm. Because if in if investors are not having interest in what you're building, it's it's a huge thing. Even though you yourself as a as a founder, you know that there's a problem to be solved, right? And given the kind of competitions that are all over the place. So we want to hear from you if, if you're building any solution in the ed- ed tech industry. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's all about packaging. Yeah, just you can look at honey uh, uh, honey. Edukoya. Edukoya, yes. Mm-hmm. So so how much they raise in precede? The product is not out. It's not out yet. So it's all about packaging, right? There's old school. Right. Raised a million dollars already. Mm-hmm. There's you lesson. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's find a way to just package your thing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we go to the final story for today, which I'm sure you're going to find very, very interesting, let's take a message from the people paying our house rent. Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Yeah, guys, welcome back to the Tech Point Africa podcast. And now we're going to talk about deliveries, food deliveries, grocery deliveries, every kind of deliveries. And all I'm thinking about is on my birthday, the machine is going to fly to my doorstep, hmm. deliver a very beautiful cake to me, and nothing will happen to it on the way. So, yeah, Bulu, tell us about that. Okay, yeah. So, um, there's, there's, I wouldn't say it's a new trend. It's something that has been something that we've heard a lot about um, before, but 
let me just go to the story. What's happening now is Jumia has partnered with Zipline to start um, delivering your packages with drones. Uh, so if you don't know Zipline, Zipline is actually an American company that a robotics American company that um, uses um, drones um, for deliveries. They've been around since 2014, but they've actually been very active in Africa. They started in Rwanda, where they started delivering um, healthcare products, blood, stuff like that in Rwanda. And since then, they've moved to Ghana. They launched recently in Nigeria this year. And they've actually been doing really well. They've been doing really good. And now Jumia has partnered with them to use that technology to improve their own delivery, make it faster, uh, make it better, obviously. But uh, the issue with um, drone deliveries, uh, I remember the first time I heard about it, I think that was during the pandemic. I was like, that's actually a very good idea. What's mm-hmm. there? Just fly your drone. We've seen all these cameramen use drones. Just fly it and it will deliver something. Like that, it was genius. But then I've, I started working on the story about, you know, um, the Jumia and Zipline partnership, and I discovered that uh, there's a lot of gray areas to mm. drone deliveries, actually. It's really not as simple as most people would think. I know it sounds exciting, it sounds very futuristic, but it's really not as simple. Um, the Amazon actually attempted um, in 2013. Um, that was what made it very popular uh, in 2013, then Jeff Bezos on this um, American show, 60 Minutes, um, you know, reviewed Amazon's plans to start delivering with drones. People were like, wow. <laughs> and it was really um, amazing. And then they started the, pro- the program, the Amazon Air Prime. And they started the program. And then what that was since 2013 what are we now 2022 we've not been seeing <laughs> <laughs> we've not started seeing amazon drones delivering stuff and you know at a particular point in time they actually had to scrap the program where they were they fired everybody in the uk office where they were developing this stuff because it wasn't really working out and why is this thing not working like I said, there's a lot of gray areas. Mm. There's a lot of things you have to think about. Okay, you want to deliver something somewhere. How will you even how would the drone bring it down? Okay, the drone is over the over the house, right? Will you drop it? It might be something that can spoil. So will it come down? Even when it's coming down, because this um these drones have to be autonomous. You can't have people piloting. Why not? You can have that's a lot the of range people. Now. It's cheaper for oh, you to actually hire a, a, a dispatch rider mm-hmm. than to hire a drone pilot. <laughs> it is. So these drones have to be autonomous. So does this drone know exactly, okay, if it sees a field, does it know how to land? Can it land safely by itself? There might be kids playing in the house, in the compound. These drones have like eight spinning um, rotors that can be that can inflict very serious damages. What does it do? Does it, okay, you can train you to know these things, but yes, there's AI. But uh, I remember what um, an AI expert actually told me some time ago. He told me, what we don't have now isn't really AI. What we have is machine learning. They just, you teach them things. Mm, so we're not... It's not as if they're intelligent. It's not as if there's a computer that is just intelligent and knows. You just, it's what you've told them mm-hmm. that... Mm, careful where you're going. Because <laughs> okay. Instagram and TikTok people, they were 
saying that uh, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do, I do. AI is not. Yeah, yeah, it's not there yet. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, but what I think what you're referring to is the general artificial intelligence, that intelligence that's supposed to mimic human exactly, intelligence. Exactly, exactly. Not there yet. So the issue you're probably referring to now is the issue we're still facing with self-driving cars. Mm. True. And self-driving cars, they've not gone from, they've not taken that leap where you don't need humans exactly so because there are very unique circumstances with these things that a human will know what to do but a machine might not necessarily you can try to you can't train it with every possible circumstance things anything can happen you know but, basically but then moving away from the technical aspect now mm. there is still the regulatory aspect that is also there what is admissible what is not exactly because there are still rules in african countries against um, unmanned air vehicles mm-hmm. like these drones so the government regulations are there so and there is airspace traffic also we don't know what's in this exactly. space because when it comes to this side of the world there are very few things that we plan because mm-hmm out of our own whips we just go ahead and do things you don't know the house maybe in a, in a particular area maybe some houses are not supposed to be taller than a particular but somebody has gonna have to do that because they can circumvent some yeah, things yeah. so yeah. a lot of things a lot yeah, of yeah a lot of things gray areas you mentioned just imagine how well planned lagos houses are <laughs> that's <Well planned>. uh, <laughs> and that's true and lagos is actually it's is a place where you know there's a lot of air traffic happening and yes zipline has succeeded in some of these places and so those places succeeded in rwanda yes correct? so why is candidates translate that to okay are these places where they've succeeded 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 right. sorry yes, about that <laughs> are they as densely populated as lagos for example mm. A day, and do you have um, a lot of air traffic in those places as much as Lagos? Because there are places where, uh, because there was a video I was watching, and they were talking about okay, even if Amazon drones work in a particular place, um, the, there was this place in America where they say okay, this place doesn't have that much um, air traffic, and then even in the places that aren't that don't have that much air traffic, the places where the people are actually in those places where there's a traffic so who exactly do you want to deliver to you get and then amazon has been trying to get the required the regulatory requirements for mm-hmm. them to start operating and then in the usa for you to get to those requirements you need like seven thousand successful um trips like amazon has not gotten one actually in the attempt to revamp their whole um, drone stuff some of those drones, a particular drone actually crashed. Hmm. It came down to land the package <laughs> and bow. And Imagine that was someone's house there, mm-hmm. or there was a child playing there at that at that moment. And Lagos, Lagos is not even a place where you have a lot oh. of people that have compound, they have a backyard. <laughs> Most of these reasons are, are yeah, apartment. <laughs> the apartment buildings face me, I face you. How will you do? Drew got somebody's <laughs> So uh, um, I think I have high hopes for what these companies are planning to do. Mm. Because well, if there are no, if 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 there is no, if, if there is no hope, that, like why why would they go into the market at all? Mm. So of course there are a lot of things that are that can mitigate against it, but still I believe that 
with some of the things, some of these things in place, they can still focus on some iron areas with a little bit of plan that that can help, right? Then they can have um, itineraries that are stable, like uniform itineraries that they can also follow instead of the just generally everyone you can you have to start somewhere to know if it will work all we all we are saying is because on paper mm-hmm. and because of what other companies have experienced right so but i'm having high hopes for zipline okay yeah, yeah let, let us let us know if you want to hear zipline with jimmy i talk about this and uh, we're going to do our best to make that happen so if i see one comment no two comments three comments four comments <laughs> i stick to one <laughs> If I see a good number of comments asking yes, to know about this, mm. no, 20 is too much now. But yeah, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you're watching this right now, I just need to see a comment that says, hey, we'd like to know about this drone delivery thing. Then we're going to make sure get to bring an expert, get an expert here yeah. on to discuss this whole topic. of, And maybe if you want to know more about how well AI has really advanced, I think that's a topic that we should also talk about. And we should actually know if what we really have as experts in AI are actually AI experts or just data analysts. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not jabbing anybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's one we should say. And of course, you know what to do if you're watching us and uh, you feel this has been useful, this has been informative. Just share us to your friends, your families, and your, even your enemies. Yes, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else you're watching this from. And of course, for the OG guys, those guys have been with us right from the beginning. Bolu, where can they find us? Well, you can find us on the usual places you usually find us. Um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Hi Art Radio, and anywhere else you get your podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. I was thinking she was about to do her own deep voice. <laughs> <laughs>